Welcome to my podcast. I am yours truly, Evan Makovsky, and it is my true pleasure, and I will reveal why shortly, even more than the normal guest, no matter how big a name, right now to welcome to the podcast, Stephen Hirsch, CEO and co-founder at Hirsch Leatherwood. Stephen, it is an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. You just started your firm almost celebrating one year ago. We're coming up on that. So it's my honor to have you on the show. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Evan. So why don't we start by you telling the listeners, how did Hirsch Leatherwood come to be as, as we just mentioned, it's approaching its first anniversary? Over the last decade, uh, I've, I've bounced around a, a few places. I've been at B2B PR shops. I've been at large corporate affairs firms like Hill & Knowlton. I've been at strategic consultancies like SJR. And it was over the last couple of years that I have I realized there was this need for what could be a small, nimble team of consultants that could truly meet at the intersection of really three areas, strategy, content, and and media relations i met my my co-founder evan while i was working at sjr the firm that we we spun out of last year we actually met working on a a large sports media account that you would be aware of evan based in uh based in bristol connecticut got it got it um (laughs) and it was on that account that we began to see the magic of of what could happen if you had a team of strategists that focused first on strategy, but then supported modern corporate communications with sophisticated content and and impactful media relations. Um, And that's that's really how we got started. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, we've been at it about a year. We're up to uh, a dozen consultants, which is incredible. More than 20 clients on the roster, spanning about half a dozen different industries. And it's, it's been an exciting year for sure. Just following that up briefly, why don't you just uh, tell everyone what verticals, when you say different industries, just a, just a rundown that you guys kind of specialize in. You'll typically see us play around in technology, media, finance, real estate, and healthcare. Uh, those are those are the five spaces that you'll see us most often. And and within those, sometimes we're working with Fortune 500 companies. We work with the likes of GE and SAP. Sometimes that, you know, venture back startup companies that have just closed their Series B or Series C funding or trying to challenge the status quo and, and really everything in between there. I know and you've covered some of it that you have great experience as a public relations practitioner and you really just describe that you have more services than just PR alone at Hirsch Leatherwood. You describe yourselves as strategic communications. So again, can you define, you gave us the five verticals on top of public relations, and you mentioned some of the projects already that you've undertaken and taken the wind out of my questions, by the way, so shame on you, but can you define, <laughs> can you define Hirsch Leatherwood services, public relations, what else? Let's just drill it down. 
Public relations it only represents about a quarter of our business. The the bulk of our business comes down to communication strategies. So that looks like crisis management. It looks like thought leadership, executive communications, internal communications, branded content. And we really sell ourselves in the realm of delivering reputation management across all stakeholders. So whether you're trying to reach your investors, your, your customers, your partners, your employees, we come in and develop a cohesive communication strategy that's going to uh, impact all of those stakeholders. And sometimes that looks like traditional PR and media relations, but oftentimes it's through uh, executive speeches at conferences. It's through a, an internal newsletter that goes out to all 10,000 of your employees. Sometimes it's a crisis strategy to react to whatever the, the emergency of the day is. The, the idea is that Herschel Otherwood can really serve as the backstop for all corporate communications needs. And we do that by hiring a team of, of generalists. Everyone on our team develops strategy, everyone creates content, everyone secures stories. So we can be really remarkably agile and be a quick turn solution for whatever the need of your communications team is. We will get into your focus while you attended Washington University in St. Louis where I think I know someone you worked for, both for a radio show and doing paid business development outreach. We'll see if we can figure out who that person is in a little bit. But since graduating and starting your career in communications, did you always know you wanted to run your own business and be a CEO? Yeah, you know, I think in hindsight, uh, yes, I did. Uh, it wasn't something that I actively thought about because I didn't know, I didn't always know how I would do it or you what kind of business You I suppressed would start. it, Steve? This was a, su a suppressed thought kind of thing? It was it, it, a bubbling underneath the surface? It, it's possible. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to envision when you're 22, 23 what, what uh -huh. that can look like. But yeah, I, I mean, I certainly come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad has, has certainly brought it up to me a couple of times over the years. And luckily, about a year ago, I found someone that I, I really wanted to do it with. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's the, that was the impetus, was, was finding my partner in, in Evan Leatherwood, someone that I could really see doing this for the long term with. What is Hirsch Leatherwood's unique selling proposition in a crowded industry? For what reasons would a prospect hire Hirsch Leatherwood versus the competition? It comes down to a couple of factors. One, our team of consultants has supported communications for the highest of circles across Silicon Valley, media and entertainment, Wall Street, K Street, you name it. You've been uh, in Silicon Valley too. You've worked in San Francisco yourself. Indeed. That's where I got my career started. Mm -hmm. So so it comes down to the, the caliber of our experience. Um, the other big difference maker with Hirsch Leatherwood is that we're all writers first. Uh, the, the skill of, of writing and journalism is something that a lot of firms say they care about and, and pretend they hire for. They, they really don't. Hirsch Leatherwood uh, is technically the, the fifth firm that I've been at. 
I can say pretty confidently that no one treats the art of writing and truly communicating as seriously as we do. I think it's an area where we stand head and shoulders above everyone else. Now, rewinding to your college days, you interned on the EMAC show. That's me, Evan (laughs) Makovsky, except we dropped the nickname on this super professional business podcast. But that was the name of my AM sports show on 1380 in St. Louis. And you interned from 2011 to 2012. I also owned the show and you helped work as a job part-time while in college and helped me do advertising sales. While I'd love to discuss the old times here with you, and I am, and I was, and I really am impressed by your work and dedication, and we had a lot of fun, but this question goes more big picture here, Stephen. You also did internships for WFAN Sports Radio in New York City one summer, which is the number one sports radio station, and it's a great internship. And you're an avid Mets fan and spent another summer interning at SNY, the Mets TV network in Manhattan. All super impressive internships in the sports broadcasting industry, but at the end of college and in hindsight, No question, a wise idea. Look where you are now. You said no to broadcasting and went into public relations. We know you interned at SNY. We know you interned at WFAN. We know you did a great job for me, but I was absolutely stunned to find this out. What caused that decision? Because you seem pretty dedicated to sports broadcasting until I heard that you didn't go into it when you left school. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, what's what's funny about that, Evan, is I actually don't view what I'm doing now as really all that different from what I was doing when I used to work with you, when I used to work at SNY. What, what I've always been interested in is, is the business of sports media. During those days, broadcasting was the vessel, right? We, uh, you know, I booked guests for you. We mm-hmm. produced commercials. I had the internships, there was great. And I think there was a period of time where being on air talent was something that interested me, but it was never the the exclusive end goal for me. From my standpoint, over the last few years, I've worked with ESPN, WWE, the International Olympic Committee, all of these businesses across sports, sports media, sports business. And now communications is the vessel. So, you know, it's funny, I, I actually see the two as as somewhat adjacent there's a performative art to communications just like there is being a broadcaster i'm just doing it over zoom and, instead of a microphone so i actually don't view the two as completely different i think there was actually i like to think there was somewhat of a logical threat there <laughs> well there definitely is it's in the same field communications and we also know that the PR business certainly, absolutely, is is ever-changing and f- extremely fast, evolving, and that's only 25% of your business, so don't let me sell you short. But the broadcasting business, I graduated in 1998. It has completely changed as we're doing a podcast now, AM, FM, radio. And I think you took a, also a more stable route. Your thoughts? 
Well, my first entry-level job was $35,000. I don't know how stable it was, but it was certainly, yes, certainly a little bit more, I'll agree, a a more predictive Do you need uh, Do you need radio stories of people's first jobs? Because I can can give that to you. (laughs) You think $35,000, you can be a millionaire in radio. Go ahead. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, hey, listen, I, I think there was an element of that. I don't know that you and I ever, ever talked about this. Uh, I actually had a, a a ticket sales job offer at the Cardinals when I graduated college. And I, I had an opportunity to get in on, on the team front, which uh-huh. was exciting. But, you know, I ultimately turned that down. I, I had a mutual friend that was working out in PR in San Francisco. And the advice that I was given was, you know, if sports and sports media is something that's important to you, you'll likely find your way back to it just because of how many areas and industries sports I, ultimately touches. I agree with right? that. Right? Mm-hmm. Even though the first two years of my PR career were – cloud computing and Silicon Valley and every B2B tech startup under the sun out there, I, I pretty quickly found myself back in a position where, you know, as I mentioned before, the vessel happened to be communications, PR and content. But I've actually been working in sports media, sports business pretty actively for the last few years. And it's been wonderful. And in many ways is, is, is a manifestation of of the dream that I always had. And we also don't have to disclose it, but you're also working with a client right now to shape a marketing podcast for that client. And you described that already that you've worked on content. This isn't necessarily sports content, but you're working on podcasting too. So to just support your point, it is looping back around in various ways, whether it's sports, whether it's broadcasting, it kind of all is under that communications umbrella. And as we go forward here with video and you reference Zoom and whatnot, it's all kind of merging into kind of social media, into like this haphazard world with YouTube and, and Spotify and so many different channels to get content out there that I think everything you just said is right on point and you are doing the exact right thing. And look at you now, you're the co-founder and CEO of Hirsch Leatherwood. So we tip our cap. Well, uh, that was in large part, uh, Evan, thanks to you. I mean, I, I talk all the time about how the work that I did for you in sports radio out in St. Louis those years when I was getting up at five Oof. o'clock in the morning while I was pledging yeah. the fraternity. <laughs> um, so I remember to, a night and, where you didn't sleep. Continue. We'll keep that quiet. Continue on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came into the uh, morning you know, show. Doing cold calls and booking guests and you know helping produce the show. I mean, those were all skills that I didn't know how to do. That, that you taught me and that allowed me to go and get those internships that allowed to go and uh, allowed me to go and get those initial jobs that I had because um, I, I needed all those skills and I didn't have them. And they are absolutely a cornerstone and a big piece of why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So that that's in large part and thanks to you. Well, Hirsch, you're going to make me cry. I really appreciate that compliment and appreciate that and you did a fantastic job and dare i say i'm extremely proud of you so what are your short-term 2022 goals for hirsch leatherwood and what's your long-term vision for it 
the long-term vision is pretty simple. It's to become the most sophisticated communications consultancy in New York. I think most people would look at the clients we've worked with this year, the kind of work we've done, and would agree that we are, we're, we're well on our way there. As far as short-term goals, like I said, we're at about 12 people right now. We're looking to get to probably 20 to 25 next year. And, you know, we're, we want to grow and grow quickly, but we also want to grow intentionally. And we're not going to grow for the sake of it. Uh, I think certainly something that Evan and I have seen over our years in agency and consultancy world is that burnout is is common, retention is hard, mm-hmm. and maintaining a a lifestyle that you know really recognizes work-life balance in the world that we're in is not easy to achieve. We've put in a lot of different measures and, and programs and initiatives at Herschel Leatherwood to really try and reinvent the notion that firm life has to be terrible <laughs> and and unrewarding. We really value our employee. We, it's why we let our employees work from wherever they want to work. It's why we make sure we have a, a dedicated number of focus hours every week on the calendar. So where there's no Slack, no emails, no meetings, no nothing. It's why we give our our employees a, a, a generous wellness stipend every month to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. We really value our people above all else. And ultimately, that's going to be the way that we continue to grow. So focusing in on our people and, and growing intentionally, that's that's the focus for the short term. And there's no question, I just want to clear this up, because I've lived in every continental U.S. time zone. After Syracuse, I lived in Aspen. I've worked in California, St. Louis, and of course, the East Coast. I'm from um, the New York area, and I had gone back the last few years working there. You've lived in three out of four of the continental U.S. time zones, I believe, excluding mountain time zone. I I guess maybe not working, but you went to college in the central time zone in St. Louis. I'm wrapping this back up to Hirsch Leatherwood. You said New York, but with the pandemic here, and sure, there's a time change, but the world and the business world has changed and you will service clients around the country, nationally, internationally. You will hire employees that don't have to be in New York. Is that accurate? Absolutely. The bulk of our team is in New York right now, but we are active in LA. We are active in Seattle. And as as you alluded to, our clients are everywhere. They are in the US, they're in Europe, they're in Asia, they're in Australia. Our clients are certainly everywhere. Um, Our people are dispersed throughout the US for now, but I imagine that will be changing in due time as well. Stephen, it's a pleasure I want to thank you for coming on and I wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a happy holidays. I know you and I are going to be interacting here over the next couple of years and I look forward to seeing you become the kingpin you're already on the way to being. Evan, thanks so much for having me as always. It's great to connect and looking forward to being in touch soon, okay? Sounds good. And that's going to wrap things up. I want to thank Stephen Hirsch. He is the CEO and co-founder of Hirsch Leatherwood. Hey, Stephen, what's that website? Give it out to everybody real quick. 
Hirschleatherwood.com. And uh, I, I would spell it. I would spell it out, but you, it sounds too long. You can do it. <laughs> Hirsch is H-I-R-S-C-H, and then stick the word leather and wood next to it. Those three things, and you have Hirschleatherwood.com. So I want to thank Stephen Hirsch of Hirsch Leatherwood. I'm Evan Makovsky. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.